My name is Brianna Banks, and welcome to Encourage, a safe and open space where we uplift, empower, and support women through conversation. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Encourage. If this is your first time here, welcome. You are in the right place today because I've got some good information and a special, special guest. Um, so today I have Miss Chantel Taylor. She is a nutritionist entrepreneur. She is a fellow podcaster. She's a wife and she's a mama. So I can't wait to get into this content today. Um, I'm personally a product of <laughs> her, you know, training and her methods. So I'm super excited to, you know, have her on. And thank you so much, Chantel, for coming and talking with me. Um, you know, this is going to be so fun. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. All right. So let's just jump into it. Yeah. Can you kind of like um, just provide a backstory on how you got to where you are today? Yeah. So, uh, gosh, I guess it's been like almost, it's coming up on five years, but it's been about four years. Mm -hmm. Um, and I graduated with, uh, from college with this beautiful, pretty nutrition degree and I had a job straight out the gate. And if anyone's been in that post-grad struggle bus, you know how hard it is to mm. you know, find a job coming right out of college. Yes. Did you think that degree is like your safety net? Like I've got a degree, give me a job. <laughs> so I was really, really blessed um, because I planned ahead and I had something secure before I graduated. And so mm -hmm. just about four, six months, four, six months into this new job, um, I hated it so much. Mm. I was like, I don't know what I want to do, but this is not it. Why did I wasn't you hate it? I wasn't working with the people that I wanted to work with. I was working with a lot of older white women. I know they're mm. wrong with them. My mom is white, <laughs> you know, but um, it, I, I couldn't be myself. I couldn't mm. talk how I wanted to talk. They couldn't really talk how they wanted to talk with me. I was a lot younger. So um, I already kind of had that stigma too. And being the only black person in the office, it was just very mm. difficult. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't like the environment. I didn't like who I was working with. And I was already doing meal plans on the side. I had been doing that since college. Okay. And so I was like, if I can just make enough, like what I'm making here or like mm -hmm. half of what I'm making here, mm -hmm. like that's it. Yeah. So I started doing meal plans in the office. Actually, I, I got in trouble a couple of times. Oh. <laughs> uh, come New Year's, I was just so miserable that I was just like, you know what? And the office had kind of already um, like the doctor had already kind of seen that anyway. So I was like, you know what? This is not where I want to be. Um, I'm not coming back. So I quit. <laughs> just Without like that. A dollar to my name. Uh, rent was due that week. Um, mm. So I, I took a leap of faith and I said, you know what, I'm going to start my own community. I'm going to help the women I want to help. I felt like there was this huge shortage in the black community of holistic, um, you know, nutritionists and care. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to bridge that gap. And that is exactly what I did. I bridged the gap. I took off like the first month. Wow. Um, it was amazing. And I think it was because there really wasn't a space for that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's kind of where my story started mm -hmm. in March and my biggest month in my business. I was only three months into business, which was mm -hmm. really just starting. 
but I hit this new period uh, or this new phase that I had never experienced before. I was really, really overwhelmed, was overworked. Um, mm-hmm. had no boundaries. If anyone out here is listening who is an entrepreneur and you're starting out, um, my downfall was not having boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so I was telling everybody, yes, you could text me anytime, you could email me anytime. I was undercharging like a mother sucker. <laughs> and uh, we went on vacation. I had gained a lot of weight and we went on vacation um, with my now husband and came back. And I was like, I don't know what needs to change, but something's got to give. I had fallen into this spell with really unhealthy cycles with my food. Mm-hmm. And um, from there, my morning routine was born and uh, it's been a journey ever since. So that's the, I was going to say that's a long story short, but that was probably a really long story too, but <laughs> <laughs> that is where it all started. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I yeah. totally get it. And I think there are a lot of women out there who can relate to that story of just being in a rut and not knowing how to get out or mm. what to do. And when people think of weight loss, they typically don't associate the mental part of mm-hmm. it. And that's why I really love what you, you know, talk about because you focus on that first. Mm-hmm. So you have to. Yeah. Can you can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Like why is losing weight a mental thing? So whenever you okay, let's let's all bring it back to, because it starts with our mental. So it starts with you noticing that you don't like something about your body and you're not ready to do anything about it yet, but you're nitpicking yourself. You don't like Mm -hmm. how you look in this dress. You don't like how your stomach looks. Oh, I have a fupa. And so it begins with this, this already, this mental war is starting where you're nitpicking yourself every single morning. Mm -hmm. We're constantly in this negative talks, uh, negative talk cycle where you eat something and you're beating yourself up where this is why you're this size this is why you're this weight and then you start to feel guilty and it's all emotional and that turns into emotional eating so it all starts there whenever someone has a weight loss goal um, and it's something that I had to train my clients out of because when they join the program they're ready to jump to the meal plans and the recipes and they're Mm -hmm. like let's go and I'm like whoa 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 (laughs) we've got to start here first Um, you cannot sustain a journey as fickle and up and down and as unreliable as Mm. weight loss. If you are not mentally prepared for that, that is why, excuse me, that is why so many people fall off and fall off. And you hear the stuff like, I'm just not motivated. I'm not consistent enough. It's because they haven't prepared their mindset for it. Mm-hmm. And so when you haven't uncovered all the limiting beliefs that you have about food, about your ability to actually get to the goal that you have in mind, mm-hmm. it's all in vain. You're going to start and be motivated for a couple of weeks, and then you're going to be right back in your cycle. And so the reason that in my program, before we jump to anything food, workout related, we really go through your mindset and the, the things that you need to absolutely learn to be successful. Mm-hmm. And then we tackle your routine. And sometimes that's like, you know, um, it's like giving a kid their medicine. They don't, they don't want it, but they need it yeah. um, to be successful. And that's why my clients see such great results too. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you guys, I'm a product <laughs> of Miss Chantel's um, program. And I love it so much because like she said, 
you think you're about to start this, you know, nutrition thing and mm-hmm. where's the food? Where's the, where's the food? Where's the workout? <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Just tell me. And then you think that she's going to say, all right, no carbs. You know, that's like yep. the whole hype right now, <laughs> keto, all that stuff. But no, I, you know, it's totally different. She allows you to really eat whatever you want. It's just about how you do it. Mm-hmm. So can you talk about that a little bit? Why, you know, why is your program different? Why are you telling people that they can eat whatever they want? Yeah, because that's the thing, you know, you always hear like a lifestyle change. This has to be a lifestyle change, but you, you have a coach telling you that this needs to be a lifestyle, but you can't eat any of the foods that you actually like. It's like, no, I'm going to do that for like six weeks and then I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if I'm not seeing the results that I want. Yeah. And even, um, you know, people who uh, do keto, about like 60% of the people who transition off of it gain the weight back within a couple of weeks mm. because they haven't, they haven't learned how to eat the things that they actually like in their day to day. And so I started that uh basically from day one, I went through my own transition where I was having clients be super, super strict with macros and calories and you could only eat this. And, you know, did the like low carb thing. And uh, it was miserable. It was miserable for me. It was miserable for them. They weren't sticking to it. And if Mm -hmm. they did, they were miserable. Mm -hmm. And um, when I began to learn that there are no food rules, it's just about making sure that you're eating stuff that your body feels it's best at. And that includes eating the foods you love. And something that I think so many people forget is that food is emotional. We use food to celebrate and to bond. And, you know, it it shouldn't be this mental battle every day because you're trying to talk yourself out of eating something that you love instead, when you can learn how to eat it more intentionally so that you can still hit your goals, but still enjoy your life too. That's such a big part of it. That is a lifestyle change. Yeah, you are so right. I mean, and you, like I said, you don't think about that. You're not Mm -hmm. thinking as soon as, you know, it's a birthday, a graduation, you know, you're, you got the cake and you got the drinks and then, you you know, you can't. And then if you're having to limit yourself, you feel like you're isolated and Mm -hmm. you do have it, then you get those feelings of guilt and it just is a cycle. And then you begin to think it's either all in or I'm all out. I'm either doing this a hundred percent of the time or I'm not doing it all. And, and, and nothing in life is like that. There's always yeah. a middle ground and it's just about finding that middle ground. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to go back to something that you said earlier about mm-hmm. morning routines Yeah. and you focus a big part of your program on morning routines yeah. and people may think, Oh, I have a morning routine. You know, I get up five yeah, minutes before I go to work and <laughs> yeah. brush my teeth and I go, you know, mm-hmm. so can you talk a little bit about that? Oh yeah. So my morning routine changed my life. And whenever I say that, I always think, oh, this sounds so dramatic coming out of my mouth, but it's true. Um, I would not be where I am today without it. And that's business. That is my body. That is my relationship. That is just how I've grown as a person. And I think specifically as women, we have so much going on and we already tend to feel more obligated to do things for other people. Mm -hmm. So we're always putting ourselves on the back burner. We've got kids, we've got partners and husbands and girlfriends and wives, and we've got jobs and it's, it's a lot. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's just a lot. And so 
years ago, um, my husband, my now husband, who's my boyfriend then, he had a daughter who I was just beginning to uh, get to know and build a relationship with and mother. Mm-hmm. And uh, we lived together pretty early on. And so that was a really big transition. And when I was gaining weight and I was an entrepreneur, I had my own business and I was on this journey with my own body and my relationship with food. Um, when we got back from that vacation, I talked about, I was just like, ah, I don't know what needs to give, but something's got to change. And I didn't jump into my food. I didn't jump into workouts and, and killing myself there. I was like, I'm just going to start meditating mm-hmm. two minutes. That two minutes felt like an eternity when I first started. <laughs> it felt like so long. I was like, this is terrible. I can't stay still. I'm itchy all of a sudden. Like mm-hmm. I thought I had to be like this perfect still person, but I kept at it. From there, I built onto things. I started journaling. I started doing affirmations. I started doing a daily walk. Mm-hmm. And um, from there, I started being more mindful with my food. And it was mm-hmm. super unintentional at first. Yeah. And then, you know, my daily walk made me want to go work out a little bit more. And then I started teaching my clients this. I was like, hey, this is what I've been doing. I think you should start doing this. This is very early on in my coaching career. I was like, I think you should start doing this. I think it would be really helpful. Mm-hmm. And then my clients started seeing better results and they started feeling better. And I was like, okay, so there, there's something there. There's a, there's a system there. There's a strategy there. Mm-hmm. And so I really leaned into that. And over the last for the next two years after that, I really just kind of dialed in on what really worked in the morning and what didn't, how much time they really needed and, and what they didn't. Mm-hmm. And that's how the top three began. That's how, you know, my entire morning routine system began really. Mm-hmm. And um, from my morning routine, I, I started instilling boundaries in my business and, you know, around my own body and my own food. And I really put in a system to motivate myself. Yeah. and inspire myself. We always hear, I'm not motivated. I'm not motivated. And that's because you haven't put in time to motivate yourself. That's not right. something that just knocks on the door and asks to be let in. You've got to put it there. And I think that's the piece that so many people miss. Um, you know, they wake up and they're rushing to get to work mm-hmm. and then they're rushing to get to lunch break and then they're rushing to get back to work. And then they're rushing to go pick up their kid from daycare or, you know, do X, Y, Z before they get home. And then they're home, they're exhausted and they're lounging around until it's time for bed. They might, you know, pick up something on the way home from work to eat. And then it's mm-hmm. the same thing the next day. Yeah. And then you begin to get the questions like, why am I not motivated? Why am I, I don't have the body that I want. And why can I not lose weight? And it's like, because you haven't put time in your day to pour into you, to motivate yeah. yourself, to inspire yourself, to remind yourself of what you want, to remind yourself of what's possible for your mm-hmm. life. That is such a big part of it. Yeah. I mean, you are preaching this morning because that is so true. I mean, it's it's early. This is my time. It's my magic time. (laughs) Yes. Yes. What she's saying, you guys is really true. So after I took her program, you know, I created a morning routine for myself and I started this podcast. Okay. Like, Mm, (laughs) you know, I have a, I have a calendar on my refrigerator that, you know, tells you know, we have birthdays and things like that, holidays, Mm -hmm. but then I have my own separate calendar that is, you know, right by my desk reminding me, it's a visual reminder of what I've set out to do, what I'm Mm going to accomplish. And then, you know, I started little by little, like, you know, at first I was waking up at seven 30, giving me 30 minutes to get ready for 
work and mm-hmm. stuff. But now I wake up probably an hour, an hour and a half before that yeah. so that I have my me time and I have a, um, you know, a Pinterest board where yes. I pin my vision, what I want to see manifesting in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I spend time doing devo- devotionals in the morning and I pray to make sure that I get that out of the way. And then, you know, by the time that I've done, and then I, you know, most of the time get a workout in. Yeah. So by the time that I'm done doing all of that, my mind is set on what I need to do. I've seen my goals. I've seen my vision. You know, I've talked to God and I have patience to deal with my kids, mm-hmm. um, you know, go to work. And then you, yeah. And then you align all of your actions with that vision that yes. you set in the morning. Yeah. And I think that's also something people miss. It's like, you've got to get clear on what you want out of your life from the start of your day. So that all those mini micro commitments that you're making throughout the day or aligned with that initial vision, with that initial goal. Yeah. Whether that's weight loss or starting a podcast or starting a business, anything. Anything. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you forget your why, then mm-hmm. it's like, well, why, you know, I, I don't have no reason to do what I'm doing. You know, if you really exactly. don't like your job that you have right now, you're gonna be like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to go to work today. But if you have in your mind, I am working this job to get me to this point so I can get Mm -hmm. to this point to get to this point, then, you know, it makes it easier. It helps it it out. So yeah. If you don't have a morning routine, you need to get one. You need to to make one. So can you talk, you talked about the, uh, the three, top um, three, the top three yeah. yeah, in the morning routine. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Anybody who may want to Let me start? give your audience a little nugget. So your top three are the three things that you will commit to doing every single morning, rain or shine, busy or calm, kid wakes up at 5 a.m., jumping in your bed, you're committing to these three things. And the top three touches on the three ways we learn. So visually, auditory, Um, and then action doing something. Mm -hmm. And so visually this could be a Pinterest board. That's what it is for me. Um, and a lot of times when you hear like vision board, people think of like the magazines and the glue sticks and they're like (laughs) trying to (laughs) make this like poster board of something, but it's just, for me, it's a Pinterest board and I've got it labeled my vision for my life. And I update it every year and I update it really every day. I just add Mm -hmm. things to it. But what I do every morning, I scroll that and I remind myself what I want from the jeans. I think I'll look good in from the house to the, the dog to the, everything you could possibly think of. You put it on that board mm-hmm. um, and I scroll that every morning and I just remind myself what I want. This could also be, you know, creating a to do list and starring it. There's science to actually acknowledging that we have accomplished something on our to do list and makes us more likely to do it again. Mm-hmm. So it could be starring something at the end of the day on your, or at the start of your day on your to-do list. Oh, I, I got this done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for listening, it could be a podcast episode, listening to this every Hello. morning. <laughs> <laughs> it could be listening to an audiobook. It could be listening to a devotional. It could be listening to the Calm app, just hearing like soothing sounds. It could be a music playlist that pumps you up. Um, and then action. So doing something, um, speaking affirmations with your mouth mm-hmm. over your day. Is that Yoko? Sorry. If you, all, you heard okay. my dog, she's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, it could be affirmations of speaking out of your mouth, things that you want to affirm. It could be intention setting journaling. That is what it is for me. I recommend that every single person on the planet journals. I think you can find out so much about yourself when you just write your thoughts out. You can mm -hmm. see how dramatic you are. You can see um, things that you've missed in your day. Uh, you can find the answers to why you emotionally eat in your, like, it's, it's amazing. Um, and then getting outside, getting in a daily walk making your bed. I mean, these are all cliches, but uh, common sense is not always common practice. And I think if we can stop looking for like the complicated things to do, like the new cool strategies, and we, we bring it back to the basics and the foundation, so much in our life can change. So uh, basically what you do is you pick something from each one of those categories, whatever mm -hmm. it sounds good to you. Um, you can probably find me on Instagram and I've, I've probably got a, a story highlight on that too, but mm -hmm. you pick three things from each category um, and then you commit to those. And from that top three is where you'll find out how much time you need in your morning. So 10 minutes, it could be 20 minutes, it could be five minutes. You know, your top three doesn't have to be, you know, a 30 minute ordeal or a 45 minute ordeal. It can be five minutes to wake up, do some affirmations, journal a couple of sentences, um, and listen to a snippet of a podcast or, you know, read a page of a, of a book. And so um, you start there and that is before you do anything. And then after your top three, you move into your post-routine routine, which is just your obligations for the day, working out, getting your kid up ready and, and out the door for daycare or school, mm -hmm. um, you know, making your lunch for the day, all those other things. Yeah. That is a gym right there. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> you are not taking notes yet. You need to get the pen and the paper out because like Rewind. she said, she's dropping nuggets. Okay. <laughs> this is yes. so good. And I'm going to say this again, just because I want you guys to know that how much I believe in what she's talking about. I went through the course and I do this every day, guys. You know, this is a part of my daily routine and I stick to it. And I tell you, you know, my um, daughter just had a birthday. She just turned one mm -hmm. and, you know, I was running around trying to get things done. And that week I kind of didn't do everything that I wanted to do. Yeah. But after that, I went right back into it. Yeah. Like I thought that, you know, okay, one thing happened and I'm just going to fall off. No, mm -hmm. kind of like it gets embedded in you yes. and you feel second so much nature. better. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that is something that uh, I just wish so many people would understand is that just how you're, you, you know, you always hear like, this is just how I am. This is just how I am. This is how I operate. I'll never be able to wake up early. I'm not a morning person. It's like, no, mm -hmm. you haven't trained yourself to be a morning person. Your body is a crazy adaptable machine and it will do exactly what you tell it to do. If you tell it to do it long enough. Mm -hmm. And so it's just about being consistent in the beginning when it's hard, because pretty soon it'll feel second nature. You yeah. know, I always say like, you've got to get up and go to work because you got to make money, right? You got to walk the dog because you don't want him to poop in the house, right? <laughs> so it's about these, and, and it feels like micro commitments at first, but pretty soon you just do it. You just walk the dog. You just go to work. It becomes a part of your life. And that's what happens with your morning routine. If you stay consistent long enough, it's just something you do. There's no extra thought. There's no try to convincing yourself to do it. It's just something you do. Yep. Yep. And mm -hmm. I think um, another part of it is like you mentioned, you kind of touched on this earlier. Once you have like a bad day or maybe you have a bad couple of days, mm -hmm. you know, you start to feel guilty and you feel like, ah, uh, I've already messed up. So I'm just yep. going to stop. But you've got to get out of that. Just like, you know, with God, 
for me, if I mess up or I make a mistake or I did something that I wasn't supposed to, he's always going to accept me back. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. like one and done kind of thing. (laughs) Right. So you got to think like that when you're in this journey, it's not going to happen overnight. You're going to have bad days, you know, but you've got to know that you owe it to yourself to get back up again. Yes. You need that. Right. You have to, you have to, because you didn't get to where you are overnight, you know, Mm -hmm. wherever that is for you right now, you didn't get here overnight. And so we can't expect to transform overnight either. And, and falling in love with the journey makes the journey better because you're not trying to hurry up and get to the finish line. Yes. You're enjoying each day for what it is. That's so important. Yes. And that's something that I personally have to constantly remind myself because yeah. another thing that we do to ourselves is the comparisons. Mm. And mm-hmm. like you like to say, you got to put your horse blinders or your, yes, yes on. Yeah. You got to put your blinders on. You know, it's your journey mm-hmm. and you can only compare yourself to yourself. Yeah. You know, I always compare other people's journeys to Instagram. You're always getting the highlight reels. You're never yes. getting someone's real raw. So you see the 30 pound weight loss. You see the amazing business. You see the um, beautiful aesthetic morning routine, but you don't see all the fumbling that happened to get there. You didn't see the crying because the scale didn't move. You didn't see the, the day that you had six refund requests and it put you in a negative balance that day for your business. You don't see, you know, someone struggling to wake up early. You don't see all those little things that really happen in order to get to that next level mm-hmm. and so that's why I always tell my clients put your blinders on focus on your journey your path what you're doing because when you do you can cheer on the person next to you and know that it's still coming for you mm-hmm. and that's so important and and yes. your journey your life is yours like it is yours and it's uniquely yours and your body is uniquely yours and so you can't compare yourself to someone else's journey Exactly. Especially if they started before you, especially if they started before you. (laughs) I see that all the time. Like, you know, I have clients in the program because we do wind shares every week. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I felt bad because so many people were were sharing their, you know, their 15 pounds and their 30 pounds and their transformations. Like since they've been in here eight months, you just, (laughs) you just went two months ago, give it time, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. You got to give yourself grace, got to give yourself grace and know mm-hmm. that it's not going to happen overnight. Anything yeah. that's worth having, it's going to take time to get mm. there. It's going it to take time. It doesn't challenge you. It won't change you. Right. Mm-hmm. These instant results, they come quickly, but they can leave just, just as, as quick as, quick as yep. they come. So <laughs> yep. yeah, yeah. This is so good. Um, So I wanted to ask you a little bit, if you don't mind, you were, you mentioned earlier that, you know, you have a daughter um, Mm -hmm. that you, you know, was brought into your family. So Mm -hmm. you have a blended family. Yes. Okay. Can you talk a little bit about that and what that's like? Yeah. So we actually, um, my daughter actually lost her mom just a few months ago um, in childbirth. And so we were already a really tight knit co-parenting community or team um Mm -hmm. and so we lost Kelsey um in July right after I got married Mm -hmm. and so that in itself has been even a bigger transition because we were really close but that took a lot of time so uh gosh five years ago I met my husband we started Mm -hmm. dating 
Um, and we moved very quickly. I think the the year that we started dating, we uh, moved in together and Bexley had just turned one. Mm. And, um, you know, we went through the, the baby mama, baby, <laughs> baby daddy, <laughs> drama, but I always stayed a very neutral um, person. I always was very kind and respectful. I never, you know, got down and dirty and mm-hmm. did the back and forth and all that stuff. Um, I even, you know, took her side a lot of times. <laughs> I was like, I know my husband's name is Otis. And mm-hmm. if I come to you, Otis, I know a lot of that just ran through your listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I would always, you know, sometimes kind of tell him like, she's got a point. Do you need to do that? So, um, after like, like almost a year of just trying to be very cordial, we became friends and then we got very, very close. And mm-hmm. up until her passing, we talked every single day. Wow. Um, but transitioning into a mom was difficult because I didn't become a mom. I chose to be a mom. Mm-hmm. And I've always looked at my daughter like my daughter from like day one. And so that was difficult to, um, it was difficult to adjust to because you're going through all the emotions that step parents usually do, which was, this is not my kid, but I feel like it's my kid. I love her like she's my kid, but mm-hmm. you feel like there are boundaries that you can't cross. And then you also have to deal with other parties. So you've got the mom, whoever the mom decides to be with. You've got, um, you know, your partner, mm-hmm. your partner's family. Then you have your family who's also close. And it's like, it's a lot, um, but we made it work. And mm-hmm. we were all very close and we all worked together and we talked every day and we joked mm-hmm. around and it became effortless uh, pretty soon. We got into arguments and, you know, disagreements as you do. Mm-hmm. But With anybody. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was never... It was always very fluffy stuff like, oh, I don't want her to wear this dress. <laughs> no, I want her to do soccer. I want her to do baseball. So, mm-hmm. um, but we had a beautiful relationship and we were very, very close. And, um, but the transition now being a full-time mom because Bexley is with us full-time now mm-hmm. and we always split the years before has been a difficult transition uh, schedule-wise. I really struggled with my routine and adapting it and moving and, and pivoting what didn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are, we're healing and we're growing and, um, that's really all that matters. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm sorry for your loss. And, um, you know, I, I pray that the Lord give you strength through this time. Um, but that, that was another thing I was going to ask you because, you know, you are the routine queen. So, (laughs) you know, adding a child in the mix full time definitely will throw you off for a little while until you can get your footing. So Mm -hmm. like, how long would you say it took you to kind of pin it down to, to get back into the routine of things? Um, mm, when we first lost Kelsey, I completely, like I gave myself whatever I needed. I, di- I don't think I did anything in my morning routine for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I was sleeping in. I was just too sad to get up. Yeah. I was working in the bed and just napping all day. Um, but I hadn't also never grieved anyone before. It's my very first loss. Mm. And so um, I let I let myself just feel whatever I needed to just be however I wanted to be without any guilt or 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 shame or or expectation attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say probably two or three months in, I um, I had a pin in what worked. Yeah, but it was just little micro things a day. So I would get up. I started with just waking up at my usual time again. 
Yeah. And I was like, this is not working. I'm too tired. So I was like, let me just bump it up 10, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So um, I usually get up. I was getting up at like 430. <laughs> so I was like, 430 is not working anymore <laughs> because we're full time now and I'm just too tired. And so I bumped it up to five. So now I get up at five mm-hmm. and, that, what, and that's what works. I still have time for my top three. I still have time to get a little bit of work done. And then Bexley gets up and we get her ready for school. So mm-hmm. I started with just um, changing the time that I woke up. Mm-hmm. And then um, week by week, I just added something new. And I always tell my clients, build your blocks. You know, don't try to do everything all at once. Yeah. And um, Will Smith's um, Getting in Shape documentary that came out on YouTube a few weeks ago. I didn't see that. About, yeah, it, it's called Best Shape of My Life, where he mm. had gained a lot of weight for a role and he was trying to lose it. And it was very grueling. And he did a lot of stuff that I teach not to do. But um, <laughs> he always, he, he, he kept saying this reference about his, his dad when they were younger, his dad made him and his brother like build a wall for like his business. It was like mm-hmm. laying bricks. And um, he said every day him and his brother would, would get there and be like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And he would say, stop looking at the wall, like all, you know, stop looking at the wall in its entirety. Yeah. Your only job today is to take this brick and to lay this brick perfectly. That's it. And um, I thought that was beautiful because I always tell my clients, build your blocks. I stop looking at the end product and what you've got to do and your expectations each day, just take your brick. Yeah. And lay that brick. So for me, it was, okay, I'm, ge- I'm getting up at a consistent time. Now I need to start journaling, mm-hmm. take another brick. Now I'm journaling. Okay. I'm doing that consistently. I need to start getting my daily walk in. I'm missing outside. I take my brick. I lay my brick. Mm-hmm. Um, so it took, that took about two, two months. Mm-hmm. Um, and it still wasn't perfect. I still have my days, but that's where we built from. So like two yeah. months before I had a pin in it. <laughs> yeah. I commend you. I commend you. I Thank applaud you, you um, because, you know, I am also going through grief. I mm. lost both my grandparents um, I'm so sorry. recently. So yeah, I'm not going to get into that because I might start crying on here. <laughs> I just to a point where I could like not well up at all talking about it. So I'm so yeah. sorry that you're going through that. Yeah, it's okay. You know, it's a part of life and we just, we continue to go through it. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, this has been so enjoyable. And I just want to thank you again for what you're doing in our community for helping women. Y'all, she, she's, this is good. So you guys (laughs) connect with her. Tell people how they can find you, Chantel. Yes, you can find me on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most. Uh, mm-hmm. Chantel Taylor, S-H-A-N-T-E-L, Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R. Um, I'm also a podcaster myself. You can yes. find me on um, literally wherever you uh, get your, listen to your podcast at Force of Habit. So um, with Chantel Taylor, and uh, we can hang out and connect a little bit more there. Yes, you guys, you heard it here. Chantel Taylor, go follow her on Instagram and go grab that podcast. And <laughs> I'm uh late I've got to get on the podcast train I'm a podcaster uh-huh. but don't really listen to other oh people's podcasts and it's so Love funny podcast. but I'm like <laughs> you know if I, I don't want to listen so much that my podcast starts to sound like other people oh, oh yeah 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 but I need that I need some some good audio information yeah so. well that I always say um success is something that is just recreated over time and nothing's really original and it's it's not about I've I felt how you felt too in the beginning Mm -hmm. but 
pretty soon when you get really confident in like what you stand for, what you speak about, you can mm-hmm. listen to other people and get what you need from it. Mm-hmm. And it, ha- it has nothing to do with your message. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I feel that I needed to hear that. Thank you for that <laughs> because I'm going to be listening. Um, again, I appreciate you so much. And I just have one last question for you. Yes. If you could tell someone who is struggling with their weight loss journey, mm-hmm. you know, one sentence, one liner, how would you encourage them? Build your blocks, pick one thing and commit to that just one thing it could be a daily walk it could be getting in if you're getting 30 ounces of water get it in 40 it could be waking up 10 minutes earlier um but pick one thing take the pressure off yourself to do it all at once pick one thing and stick to that and then find your momentum build your momentum from there but build your blocks start with one and uh build onto it all right y'all build your blocks you heard it that's what you got to do. You thank gotta you do again. It. <laughs> I so much enjoyed this. And um, thank you all for listening. Like I said, please go uh, follow Miss Chantel. Chantel, I did it anyway. I said you I did. was going to. It's a little country twang in you. That's okay. <laughs> follow Miss Chantel, and we will be back with another one. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Please share this with someone who may need it, and we hope you leave today feeling encouraged. Until next time.